Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rising Gems podcast. In this show, we dive into the divine feminine perspective of spirituality, metaphysics, quantum physics, life, and even extraterrestrials. I am your host, Miroslava, metaphysical chick, starseed, and divine feminine mentor. Serious High Priestess and Multiverse Ambassador. I am your other host, Erica. I am a Divine Alchemist. I currently am a Tarot Reader and a Reiki Master. Yes, and in this episode, we'll be diving into sort of the general idea of what the Divine Feminine Mission is. Then we'll be sharing perspectives to help you understand your solo Divine Feminine Mission. This is what you are meant to do as an individual being on this planet. Additionally, we'll be giving you tools and practices that Erica and I have used throughout our very own Divine Feminine Glow Up journeys. So if you're ready to dive in with us, to expand, to elevate, to rise like the beautiful gem that you are, then let's dive in. We are back with another episode. I am so, honestly, I am so happy to be completing this Twin Flame series. <laughs> I don't know how yes. I feel, but oh my God, we've been just sharing so much about ourselves, about our journeys, the Twin Flame journey. And it's been it's been a lot to process. I mean, at least for me, how do you feel about, about this whole journey and series that we've done about Twin Flames, Erica? I feel the same way as you. I I have been doing a lot of healing, a lot of reflecting. Things that I didn't even know are going to happen happened. Uh, as far as like having to face certain things or acknowledge certain things, so I'm ready to move forward. I feel like it was great and it was mm -hmm. purposed, and I'm happy to you know move on to the next thing. Yes, we are done with this. <laughs> we are moving on to some other topics and. Just some other deeper conversations. Yes. <laughs> I, I wanted to use this effect so bad. But yeah, Erica, so we wanted to do this episode to share our perspective as to what the mission is, why we are here to embody the divine feminine energy and what it is that you are meant to do specifically as a being within this planet not with your twin flame but as you as an individual soul there's a mission that you have with your person and that's gonna come it's gonna show up whenever you're both in divine union and we talked about that in a previous episode so go check it out but with with this episode we wanted to focus on you i'm sorry if we don't have the divine masculine perspective but we're both just so into the divine feminine energy uh, maybe in the future we'll bring in a divine masculine to share a little bit more about their perspective and what they feel the mission of that energy is but erica if you want to kick this off and just share a little bit of your perspective of what you feel the general idea of the divine feminine mission is what i would say that the general theme of the divine feminine mission is is pretty much bringing the feminine energy back because for so many centuries the feminine has been very oppressed and suppressed and i cannot speak for every single woman or feminine energy but i have been so into my masculine energy that I I was actually having this conversation with you, Marislava, how I'm so, I excel so much in my masculine that 
it, I really had to do research. What is the feminine energy? Because I had no clue. So I feel like it's just bringing that softness back, bringing that unconditional love back, bringing the compassion, the kindness, the warmth, the welcoming, the, the motherhood, the patience, the nurturing back to the earth. And I feel like that's where a lot of the, you know, whoever resonates with the divine feminine energy or the feminine energy, we are coming more into that and really embracing these qualities, these characteristics, and just balancing the earth because it's been so imbalanced for so long. So I feel like that's pretty much my perspective on it is just bringing the feminine energy more into balance with the masculine because both are needed both are so important but i feel like the feminine energy has been lost suppressed not been as welcoming as you know the masculine energy has but now we're starting to see that the the feminine energy is so incredibly beautiful and so incredibly needed that you know, that's what I feel like the main thing is. And then it goes into individual, like, which is a little bit different. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. I really feel that this planet kind of was functioning more so in the masculine polarity. And it was very, like, everything was just so analytical. Uh, people we grew up not really feeling, not really allowing ourselves to feel. And I feel that that's one of the things that purpose of this divine feminine rise the rise of the divine feminine energy which is to kind of reconnect us reconnect us back to our spirituality and to our heart to really awaken this space because like you were saying erica for the longest time this energy was just suppressed or just oppressed by other beings by the and i know that a lot of people probably don't really like saying this like the patriarchy we have to you know agree that there was like this patriarchy that did push the feminine energy aside and it goes back to the church into other uh groups into other influence other people with high influence and so i really feel that the mission the general theme of this divine feminine needs to return to to wholeness through her own embodiment of this beautiful spiritual energy and the emotional body to awaken the emotional body and to anchor those codes so that other people can be comfortable again with feeling and with 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 trusting and with seeing things or with uh, accepting things without having to see them i don't know if that made sense but it's like the masculine energy is very much about, and this is a distorted ma masculine energy. I'm not talking about the divine masculine because that's just equally beautiful as the divine feminine energy. But like we've been experiencing on this earth, mostly the distortion that is the masculine energy. And that's what I'm going to be talking about probably throughout the episode. So it's very much like you have to see things in order to believe them and i feel that the feminine energy allows us to connect with our intuition with our heart with our emotions with our spirituality and so we can close our eyes and we can still believe that something is real or we can we can see beyond the physicality of things we can tune into the spiritual realms in which it's all energy and it's very much invisible to the human but to to the spirit it's very much real and very much seen and so 
again, I like I like Erica was saying, it's it's about anchoring those codes, anchoring this energy, coming back to the body as a whole, complete human. Because we're not rejecting the masculine energy. The divine feminine is equally, it's in harmony, it's in balance within her own energy. But she is mostly here as, as an anchor or as a pillar of light that is mostly, you know, anchoring those, uh, those high vibrational divine feminine codes. So, yeah. And Erica, now if we can, if you feel comfortable, I would like us to share a little bit about each of our missions and then how we learned that this is what we were meant to do as human beings on this planet. And this is with the intention to hopefully inspire you to maybe give you a little bit of validation and to also uh, maybe provide a few tools that you can use yourself to hopefully find your own purpose, your own mission, and to, you know, do do what feels good to you, to your soul. So, Erica. What I've learned and what I have been shown just throughout where I'm at in this now moment is my mission is to do a lot of things behind the scenes. Uh, for a little bit of my life, I was very much out there. I put myself out there and that was, that was where I was meant to be at the time to kind of get that experience in there. But I've had many different lifetimes of being me achieving things of me, you know, going out there and doing things and being of service. And I'm still obviously doing things of service, but a lot of my service work is also behind the scenes, transmuting energy, raising my level of consciousness to pretty high levels. Uh, and that's, people can argue on why I'm saying that, but that's okay. Uh, but it's really to hold the frequency high of unconditional love, of understanding, of forgiveness, and continuing to see where the world is at not attaching myself to it, but allowing myself to kind of hold this higher frequency while a lot of people are going through really hard times or they're going through their spiritual journey and they just, whether we understand this or not, because what I was going to is, you know, they're just wanting someone that truly understands them because at the core of our being, something that I've also noticed is at the end of it all, we just want someone that's going to love us unconditionally, that's not going to judge us, that's not going to be like, you should be doing this and or you should, you know, like there's always this feeling of like we punish ourselves enough right, <laughs> for a good chunk of our lives or even through the, the spiritual journey when, you know, we're punishing ourselves or we're blaming ourselves for things and, and we have to move through that. Someone like myself that it's kind of like I either am there for people and I and I like to be that comfort and this is where like the divine feminine energy is like I part of my mission is to just comfort people whether this is energetically across the grid whether this is people in my surroundings and just loving people unconditionally and not taking things personally and just really understanding because I've gone through a lot a lot a lot and I know why people feel the way they feel. I know how hard it is. I know how difficult it is to have to change your whole identity or change a lot of the things that you thought that who you were was not you anymore because you realize it was all a facade because that's just how we were raised or that's just how society kind of quote unquote shaped us depending on how we grew up, where we grew up. 
But yeah, my mission is mostly to transmute, be more behind the scenes, be more neutral, not so much like having a foot in a lot of things because I can see things in a much higher perspective with where I'm at and just hold hold the hold the vibrational frequency to higher levels. Uh, and that's pretty much what I feel. And obviously I do, um, when it comes to being in a relationship, one of my missions there is to more be the feminine, <laughs> of course, but on an individual level, yeah, it's, I'm definitely here to alchemize the collective energy to transmute a lot and hold the high frequencies. Yeah. Mostly. And it's so funny because even within our dynamic, you, Erica, are more, more so the feminine and I'm more so uh, the masculine energy within the rising gems. Yeah. So I think it, it it's just beautifully because that's just part of who you are. And I think it's also like I really wanted you to share this because a lot of people have this idea that your mission or your purpose is going to be to do things to like to like continuously engage with the world and to be out there be active and be doing things physically but you know there's mm -hmm. some people that you know like erica that their mission is more so behind the scenes or more so to and a lot of people probably don't resonate with this, but there's people that were born to be mothers or to be fathers, to be to be family mm -hmm. people, and to have you know to have, to grow into. That's how they grow, and that's what feels up their their soul. That's what yeah. feels good to them, and that's that's beautiful. Uh, on my end, my side, I'm more so. Um, I feel that I am here, that my purpose is to to be sort of this motivational or empowering voice for for people, especially star seeds, because um, I I know I, I grew up being this alien in like this so foreign earth and it was very difficult for me to learn how to be human and to learn how to do all of this even just basic human behavior like emotions like understanding how that works was very difficult for me and so I feel that in a way I'm, I'm here to I experience those things to share what I learned with people and to help people kind of come back to the body and to anchor all their cosmic amazingness magic into the physical body so that they can go on with their lives being happy and not just uh, kind of grieving this life that they had in other star systems because I feel that we're here to be human and that's a beautiful thing and so yeah I'm more so here to yes to share information to share experiences i see myself as a messenger of like multiversal perspectives like i share a lot of different perspectives there's a lot that's going on in my mind and i say it all so i'm just i'm just giving you little things here and there and you know if anything resonates and that's amazing uh, if it doesn't resonate then definitely you don't have to listen to me but, you know, I feel like that's that's what I'm here to do, kind of like a motivational speaker to empower people. And it's all mostly to help like this beautiful collective of starseeds that just feel so maybe alone or just they feel like the black sheep within their own families because that's how I grew up feeling. And um, I also feel like very connected to like this high priestess lineage. So there's this 
powerful divine feminine energy also that I kind of feel like I was born into and then it also connects back to like my lifetimes in Sirius so it's all connected but I feel like at the end of the day the theme is to share to be a messenger and to also be a teacher and this Erica you know about you know this that you know I had like this resistance towards calling myself a teacher because I don't really see myself as a teacher but I feel like that's kind of like what I'm here to do so I'm kind of um, coming to or yeah just coming at peace with this with this aspect of me and I'm, I'm learning how to embody and to be confident within this blueprint and so yeah that's kind of like me and I know it's a little bit different from from Erica's but that's the beauty of it that you have your own blueprint your own energy yeah. and you're here to do things that are that are unique to you to your energy and and it's beautiful you don't have to be out there like myself sharing information sharing yourself you can be more so like Erica be more in in the behind the scenes and you're holding space and energy for people and maybe you want to have a family and that's that's your purpose because you're you're bringing in more starseeds and more light crystal babies into this world and we need those anchors of light too so yeah i think that's that's beautiful and the way that i learned that i learned how my mission or like what my mission was is just by the things that i experienced so at this time if you want to you know just do a little bit of soul searching what I recommend that you do is start asking questions, like go back in time. What are your passions? What is it that makes you feel excited? And to me, what makes me feel excited is to share my voice. And this is so wild because in the past, my throat chakra was completely blocked. I never said anything. I never asked questions. I was an extremely shy person. and. I actually remember my dad, he said once to me, he was very drunk, and he said to me, I know you have a lot of questions, start using your voice. He said that to me in Spanish. And that's something that always stuck with me in my mind because he knew that he knew something that I didn't know about myself back then. He was looking into my mm -hmm. soul and he was feeling that energy and he was like, she needs to know this, even if he was completely drunk. but. I feel that what those words really inspired me to work on myself to get to a point in which I was confident enough to speak and to say what I feel, to express not only my emotions, but also just like all of this information that I that I download from the cloud, from source. And so, yeah, so really tune into your passions and what makes you excited. and maybe you love music maybe you heal through sound you do sound healing maybe you write songs and that's how you assist people because you bring in messages that are empowering and inspirational and healing through your music maybe you're an artist and you create beautiful portraits uh, beautiful pictures maybe a photographer that are infused with codes and energy and people by looking at those pictures they feel uplifted by the energy uh, maybe you love crystals like myself and you do crystal jewelry that you you get in the zone and you channel these high frequency codes and you infuse the crystals with that energy and when people wear them they feel uplifted and they feel more in tune with even their own greatness their own magic um, maybe you love to talk 
that's it. She just loved talking. Like my sister, she is a talker, and I always tell her, like, you need a podcast. You need to use your voice. People need to hear what you have to say, because she has a lot to say. But she's very,、um, she doesn't trust、uh, the internet because the internet can be very, very just evil and just. Uh, it breaks you down, so you have to prepare yourself to put yourself out there. And so I know that one day she will have her podcast and she will be out there sharing her voice. But yeah, so if you just love to talk, that's a great way for you to start getting comfortable. Just have your podcast, share content on social media, and maybe it is what you have to say that inspires people, that that uplifts them, and maybe.、Uh, Anything else, Erica, that you can think of that maybe if they feel that within themselves, that can be a, a a sign that that's what they're meant to do in this life. Where you feel like, if you want to、mm-hmm. volunteer, wherever you feel drawn, I feel like the biggest thing is if you were to ask yourself, what is the one thing that I feel I'm passionate about, I'm skilled at. And I love to do for others. It can be volunteering. It can be listening. Do you know how many people don't like? This is something that we all are having to learn: is to really listen, to really be able to listen to people. And I feel like we always have these belief systems. And this is something that I'm mentioning because this is a struggle、mm-hmm. that I had to deal with on my path, is because I always felt. That I had to put myself out there. I always felt like I had to do this and I had to do that, and I had to be like this person or this spiritual teacher. Or I had like we we have been trained to think things in such a practical way that even the littlest things of how you show up for your friends, how you show up for your family, how you show up for the elderly, how you want to be with children. Do you want to teach? Do you want to nurture? Do you want to be like Mother Teresa? Do you do you want to, you know, just do what I I feel guided to do and just raise your level of consciousness to to such a very high degree? Or, you know, do you love learning? Do you because there's always something. There's something that we all have, and it's going to be something that not only you're passionate about that can possibly even challenge you because that's what you're meant to do. Because anything that's truly what we're here to do is going to challenge us in some kind of way, and, but at the same time, like what we love to do, we're kind of more willing to go through the challenges because it's like you just feel that pull. It can be anything. It can be wanting to have an animal sanctuary, being there for animals. Like it doesn't have to be what we always see. Or what we're always told, because I kept like struggling. Like I feel like I need to do something, and every single time, I have been reminded. Whether it's reading Dr. Hawk, David Hawkins' books, or watching his lectures, or his teachings, or just channeling information and being like energy and vibration, and where someone is at has a much greater effect than we realize. And so that's what made me start to really be more okay and and accept that you know what I love this. This is where I'm meant to be, and it's okay if I'm not constantly putting myself out there or or needing to be in the limelight all the time, or you know, because 
you can struggle with this sometimes. And, and that's something that I needed to do because we're always told, get yourself out there, be, be out there, right? Which is, that's a lot of people's purpose, but it's not all of our purposes. And I feel like you will know by how you feel and what you can do to be of service to someone or an animal, I want to say something like an animal nature. Like, are you really drawn to help the nature plant trees? It's like the littlest things that we think, oh no, that, that doesn't mean anything. It actually means more than you realize because we wouldn't have this need or this desire mm -hmm. to go after it. And I feel like the more that you really think, like go within like soul search, like Marislava said, you will start to get little pieces and it could change. Do not be surprised if you go through different stages in your life where you're being pulled and drawn to different things. Like I was drawn to be a tarot reader. I still am, but I know it's not a forever thing. I was drawn, I'm obviously a Reiki master. Uh, and I really feel like don't, it's okay to have changes. That's what, you know, how we grow, but you might do the same thing forever, <laughs> but it's all needed. It's all purpose is if we're showing up in love and that's our first thing and how we can show up for others in the littlest ways, even whether it's macro or micro, right? It's, it's what you are truly passionate about. And especially when it comes to others, that is your mission. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I actually, as you were talking, I was remembering like things of like how I, figured out what I was supposed to do, like what the mission was. And um, I'm just gonna throw this out there just in case anyone resonates with this. But ever since I was a very little girl, like I was always dancing in like, or like in school plays or like school dances. I was always like, um, I was there whenever I was a child, oh my gosh, I was so confident in myself. I was so, I was so, I, I, I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be an, enter an entertainer. Like I was so good at it. But then Same. as you grow up, like you just get so many projections and belief systems and then you start uh, forming trauma within yourself and then that puts you into this shell and it's very hard to come out of that shell. But when I was, you know, when I was little, like I, I, whenever I was doing this soul searching to figure out what I, what I'm meant to do here on this planet, I, I kept going back to when I was a little girl, and I loved. I was very outspoken, and I was very, I was fun. I was funny. Yes, I was funny, and I was also again like I loved music. I loved singing. I loved entertaining people. Um, I also always would visualize myself sitting in interviews and talking about my life and so with you know like if i would be like in the shower just like having an interview with like ellen degeneres or like oprah and like i would be talking about my life and oh my gosh what am i doing now i'm literally talking about my life like that's literally what i do and and so go back to your childhood who were you as a little boy or as a little girl? And what inspired you? Whenever you were at your most confidence state, what were you doing? And that's, I, I can almost 100%, I can almost be 100% with this, that that is somehow related to what you do now. And yes, I'm not an entertainer, I'm not a singer, but a lot of what I do is very connected to that sort of vibe and that sort of energy. I'm doing the same thing, but in a different way. It's showing up in a different way. And I'm so totally down for it. Like I no longer want to be a singer. 
but I am still using my voice. And so that's something that you can that you can definitely do. And another thing that I wanted. Yeah. That is so funny. <laughs> Do you, yeah. I was the same. I, it's just so funny. I was the same <laughs> way, Marislava. Like, I love singing. I was in yes. chorus. I had solos. And it's funny because you were talking about, you know, what were you good at and, and like, what, how did, when you were, you're most confident, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, <laughs> to be completely honest, and this is something I had to be really real with myself. When I was singing, I had such an ego because I knew. <laughs> Like, because <clears throat> I would master my voice. Like, I didn't take any singing lessons, but I knew I had a gift in singing. And I definitely needed to humble myself a little bit <laughs> because I definitely had moments where I felt like I was the best in and, and, and the school. And, and like, so I wouldn't go that far. I'm not that version of Erica anymore. But it's just funny that you yeah. really have that in common. It's, it's It makes sense, but it's funny. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah. But you know, that confidence lasted very little because then you hear people's thoughts and you see what they say about mm -hmm. you and that kind of like pulls you back and you go into a whole process of hiding your talents, hiding yourself because you don't want to be judged and that's totally normal and it's it's all about you know doing the shadow work and we always say this erica uh but before we diving into different practices yeah. that you can do to hopefully you know dive into the root and like to um, awaken this aspect of you like the mission the purpose another thing that you can look at before we dive into that is your wounding like look at your and chiron it's uh, like the wounded healer right within astrology Erica? Yes, Chiron. Yeah. So with me, I have, I think I have Chiron in like Leo or yes, I think <laughs> Leo in the first house. And that's all about like confidence, but then also like the inner child and like Leo is like the, the shining star, the entertainer. And, and I feel like a lot of what I do now, it's very deeply connected to the wounding that I had regarding those aspects of that placement within my astrology chart. And so I did have to do a lot of work. And now because I've done a lot of work, I can use what I learned and I can share that with people that want that feel or like resonate with this or that maybe have a similar blueprint to mine and we can learn from each other and they can hopefully rise up and also you know start fully embodying their their purpose and their mission but i think that's that's a great way for us to analyze ourselves and to see okay i struggled with this now how can i use this struggle how can i use what i learned from this from this pain from this trauma to help others and i think that's where the mission of service comes and that's how you can utilize your pain to help other people and erica you know more about astrology is there anything you can share with us about this chiron and like how people can look at that um if they pull up their most of the time in astrology chiron is already at least in astro.com i love using astro.com currently because it's free um <clears throat> but Usually Chiron is there. If you want to look at your Chiron placement and the sign that it's in and even the house, I look at both Placidus and whole sign because I resonate with both charts, but it really gives you an idea of where you're a little bit wounded and what aspects are they having to other placements in your chart. For me, unfortunately, 
my Chiron is conjunct my my Venus, which is also squaring my my rising sign. So when it comes to beauty or it comes to anything Taurus related, it's been a struggle for me. It's it's always felt like the way that I looked, even if I thought like I wanted to look a certain way and I get there and I'm still thinking something's wrong and like how I show up is a little bit like, oh my gosh, you know, like, but it can be a challenging, but if you have harmonious aspects, then usually the Chiron wounded healer is a little bit easier to move maneuver with because you're not like having to there's not tension you know like the the squares the oppositions but yeah if you want to look at free charts look at your chiron the sign it's in and the placement in the house and you can in the aspects it's making and you can get a general idea of where you might notice even from a young age that you're like, okay, yeah, I can definitely see where I've had issues with this. <laughs> and, and I feel pretty insecure around it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like just yeah. the more that you start to work on that and notice that you can start to heal. I personally feel, now this there's kind of like a controversy within the astrology world. I personally feel like you can heal your Chiron fully. Like I don't feel like it's a, a forever thing, but there are some astrologers that feel like, you know, like you can heal to a certain degree, but it's always going to be something that's there. I can see that perspective as well. I guess it really depends on how much someone is willing to go into their Chiron placement to do the healing. And to address it, you know, because I feel like once we're kind of in a certain consciousness and we've gone through a lot, we no longer resonate with certain identities. So I feel like the Chiron placement won't have as much of an effect later on if you've been doing a lot of the work. That's just personally my experience, but. And that's, well, that's pretty much the idea or the belief that a lot of people within spirituality have is that you never really heal, that there's always something coming up to help you move past it, but that there's always going to be something that triggers you. However, like you were saying, Erica, I do feel that it depends on the person. Like if you really Mm -hmm. um, commit to the journey and you do the work, I do feel that there's going to be a point in which you are able to fully be at peace with everything. Um, but I think this is this is not seen as often. Uh, and no. the other the other side is what we mostly see most of the time, which is yeah. that, you know, people don't really focus on their healing. And so there's going to be that wound forever. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it depends and I on think the work. It's, yeah. And I think, too, it's possibly the lack of knowing what else is out there because if people were to actually and i'm sure like some people do but if we were to look at yogis or monks that have been monks for many many years they fully are not even identifying with anything so they they have healed <laughs> they don't have anything that comes up and and that's something that is discussed within their teachings or like Ramana Maharshi, I freaking love Ramana Maharshi. Like his books, his teachings, and he was very high state of consciousness. And he just, he didn't have anything like that. So I do feel like it might be, and this is another thing within the spiritual journey, is we have a tendency to take what is popular and run with it, as opposed to critically thinking or developing our own understanding of something based on how we truly feel, because there is no right or wrong. And if there is going to be a right or wrong, then everyone's right or everyone's wrong. 
So it really depends on your individual journey because if we are truly doing the work, and this is something that I've personally witnessed within myself, is we do get to a point when we learn the lesson and we cleared the energy, it's no longer there. And the best way that I can explain it is how I see life. It's, it's I wouldn't say it's like a memory, but I remember like there were certain parts of who I thought I was or my identity or my life And I would like kind of a little bit reflect and be like, oh yeah, that's right. I did kind of see things in that way. Or I did kind of feel that. I remember that. But that's, there's no, there's nothing that comes up. That's the best way that I can explain it. There's no charge. There's, there's no nothing. And then eventually you get to a point where when you come to a complete neutrality and you've merged, you've, you've come whole and one within yourself There's no polarizing. There's no biases because you're no longer identifying with labels anymore or you're no longer identifying of like, it's like even if you were to experience suffering, you don't see it as suffering. It's hard to explain, but the way that you perceive life is not the same. So I feel like if one was to constantly just take everything that is told to them (laughs) and run with it without, you know, generating their own um, belief system or their own way of seeing things based on where they're currently at, then yeah, then yeah, like you can be healing forever. But there, there is a time, whether it's the, this lifetime or another lifetime where I do feel like you come to a complete oneness and wholeness and completion within that. So I don't really feel like eventually it ends. Like if it starts, there's an ending, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it just really depends on the perspective and where someone is at, I think. Yeah, but I think so. Most of the people, whenever I hear them talk about this, is they always emph- or talk about these things, saying that is within this lifetime. But like you were saying, we do have to come back if we don't learn the lessons. So either you keep, and this is something that Dolores Cannon talks a lot about too, and we both love her. So highly recommend her books and her videos yeah. on YouTube. But she always talks about how, yeah, if you don't learn the lessons, then (laughs) sorry, honey, you're not going to move on to another world. You're going to come back to this earth because you have to raise your consciousness and you have to access whatever it is that you need to learn in order to, quote unquote, graduate and access a different level of consciousness within your own journey. So, yeah, it's like. Yeah, maybe within this lifetime, there's not going to be a full healing, but you will return and you will get another chance to learn the lessons. And if that works out, then yay, you're going to be graduating. So good for you. Clap, clap. <laughs> I love this. I'm going to be using this so much. <laughs> hey, you you have at it. You, you enjoy yourself. You enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so if you learn the lessons, you're going to be able to move on to a different experience. But yeah, so you're, you're, it's, it's up to you. Like you really are the one in charge of the ship and you're going to be the one making the choices. So definitely I feel from my perspective, let's just get it done this lifetime. That way I can just move on and have other experiences, but eh, it's up to you. We can be human all we want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think no this, rush. Yeah. Not, yeah, definitely. No rush. Like just have fun. If you just want to be in the matrix this lifetime to experience the real, to have the, the human experience, 
then definitely enjoy and do whatever you want to do.、Um, I really feel like my belief is that there is no wrong or right. Like there really is just a choice, and whatever you do is up to you. And I personally don't believe that there is this God over us and judging us and calling us sinners. I really feel that the only person that's going to be judging us is us. So、yeah. do whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah. For sure, and that's something that I had to address yesterday. Is like the belief systems within society、mm-hmm. of, you know, especially because I was having a moment yesterday and I was having to do some shadow work, and I one of the things that came up was this vengeful, punishing,、yeah. uh, you know, God. And even though I know that that's not real, but or that's not. You know what I've learned, but I still had to transmute that energy because it is still within the collective. It's still within somewhere within my psyche, my subconscious.、Mm-hmm. Still, when I'm going through certain things, because I, we can have a very hard time, and we can punish ourselves and thinking like, oh well, that's you know God's going to punish us, and and we have no one on our side, and we're completely alone, and there's no benevolence, and and then I feel like there was just a lot coming up, but. I feel like we do learn, and we have to start to be more open because we've been so angry and so closed off and so cold for centuries of humanity. And this is why we're going through an awakening: is to bring the feminine energy back of warmth, of unconditional love, of understanding, of forgiveness, so we can really recognize. And I'm not saying that the masculine's malevolent, but I'm just saying like that's more of the distortion.、Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying like we haven't. Embrace our emotions. We haven't understood yet that it's okay to feel how we feel, and when we're not pushing it away, when we're just allowing ourselves to just be however we are, as long as we're not including other people in it and like bringing other people into to our chaos or our storm, it, it, we can really maneuver it a lot better, and we can get through. The dark night of the soul, or the shadow work, or whatever, a lot smoother and a lot easier, and and it does take some time, depending on each individual person and what they were taught to believe and what their purpose and their whole journey is about. But yeah, yeah, and that's why, like personally, when I was doing like heavy shadow work, I. Detached myself from like everything and everyone. I was like, I'm going through my own chaos, through my own storm, like you were saying.、Yeah. I don't want to bring you into my own、uh, storm or whatever I was experiencing. And so I was like, you know what? Even with the friends that I had, because prior to this period of isolation, I was actually working、uh, in a place, you know, like a normal job. And so I did have a few physical friends, and I completely just I had to let everything go because I didn't want them to feel what I was feeling and to experience the the, the emotional、uh, turmoil that the yeah like whatever I was going through. So I didn't want to bring them into this experience. I just wanted to take responsibility for myself and to allow them to live their lives. And so yeah, I, I think definitely you know if you have to detach. Let them know, and just、uh, even if they don't understand, like you just you have to do it for yourself if that's what works for you.、Uh, but I think、mm-hmm. Erica, this is what is going to bring us to the next section of this episode, which is、um, 
I would like for us to maybe share a few tools and maybe even practices that people can do whenever they are going through this intense period of like soul searching, which can be equal to shadow work. And um, I know, Erica, you mentioned that you are a Reiki master. And for everyone that is listening to us, if you resonate with our energy, we actually both created these digital guides. And Erica, in her guide, she dives into how you can do self-healing with Reiki. So she mm -hmm. walks you through the process, how it feels, the steps that you can take, and how you can do that for yourself so you don't have to go to a Reiki practitioner. You can and I probably I definitely uh, recommend that you do because they're the, the masters of this but you can start practicing within yourself and maybe if you love how it makes you feel you can become a self uh, a Reiki master yourself and do this for other people so definitely check that out and the guide that I created is more so giving you tools and different spiritual practices for divine feminine embodiment so I share different crystals that you can use I share my perspective of crystals in general how I see them how they work and how you can use them and also I share different practices like yoni steaming um, and before I dive, because I want to share a little bit of this self-love practice that I that I have in the guide, which is a which is mirror magic. So I want to dive a little bit into this, how you can use it for inner child healing to kind of get the energy uh, flowing and like get yourself back into that purity state in which you are just fully confident in yourself and love yourself and are able to bring in that inner child with you into your mission but erica if can you can you share a little bit of like the reiki and like a bit of what you discuss in the guide which is like self-healing with it of course so pretty much with the in the guide it's just kind of like a little bit of structure and an idea of what you can do to give yourself reiki you do not need to be certified however if you do real if you're interested in reiki and you would love to give reiki to others then definitely i would i would recommend absolutely to do reiki to get certified in reiki just find someone that you really resonate with and most of the time now more than ever there is more reiki practitioners out there i'm a holy fire a sui holy fire reiki practitioner but there's so many different branches <laughs> so just find one that you definitely resonate with more but in the guide i pretty much show you like okay i always rub my hands together because I am a Reiki master, I do do symbols on the palm of my hands. However, if you're not Reiki certified, you're going to be like, symbols what? What is that? So all you have to do is just rub your hands together and kind of set the intention to let the healing energy flow. Like we all have connections to Reiki energy. It's Reiki is pretty much the universal energy, the universal flow of the energy. And it's just allowing if there's any imbalance within our bodies, it helps to break up any kind of you can kind of see it as like blockage or like energy blockage, anything that's creating any kind of disharmony or any kind of like lack of flow within your body. It kind of like goes through the palm of your hands. Some people can visualize it through the top of their head or their crown chakra. And then you can choose if you want to do the top, like your crown chakra first or your root chakra. I always like to do the crown first when I'm doing self-healing or self-reiki. Uh, but I start with it 
the top of the head and go through all of the chakras. And there are in the guide, there is many videos, but there's three videos where you can set timers. I like to use the timers when I want a specific amount of time that I know I'm going to spend on a, a chakra, but you do not have to use it. Sometimes I do not use them and I just stay at a chakra for as long as I want to stay on that chakra for. And then you just go down and if there is any type of pain or discomfort in any area of your body, you can touch those areas of your body as well. Like your knees, your ankles, your elbows, your shoulders, your back, wherever there might be a little bit of, like I said, discomfort. And you can just touch those areas. And then when I'm done, even with clients with myself, I always set the intention once I let the, the energy flow and I welcome the Reiki energy in, I set the intention for it. Let the Reiki heal for as long as it's needed because the Reiki can go. I've seen Reiki work even up to two days after. So it can happen right when you're doing it or it can happen throughout the night or the next day or the day after. So I always set the intention and it's going to go where it's most needed. So you might, I mean, yes, you can set the intention for it to go to a certain area for, you know, if you're having a lot of pain in one area, you can definitely do that. What I recommend the most that I always do, I always suggest Reiki for pretty much anything and everything. It's just an additional healing practice. But what I've noticed the best times to do Reiki is when you're actually going through something because I've noticed when I'm trying to clear something or I'm feeling like energetic discomfort, I always give myself Reiki and I kid you not, within an hour, I feel so much better. It's, uh, it's so, <laughs> I have had this, even my this discussion with my sister because it's like you don't realize how much peaceful and how much, you know, calm you can feel until you've gone through something turbulent and you're like, finally move through that. But that's usually when I use Reiki the most. Of course, I've used it when I'm on my arm for physical things. Like it's definitely helped my mom with her back. Like she hasn't had to go to a chiropractor in years. Uh, I've used it for my sister when she's had a toothache. So it does definitely help for pain or for physical discomfort. But for me, I found the most benefit with Reiki with like if I'm going through sh like having to do with shadow work or anxiety or fears or anything like that, it kind of brings you back into equally like balance. E I want to say equilibrium, but it does bring you into balance. So your body feels very light. It feels more in alignment. It feels more free flowing. There's no more like anxiety or fear or heaviness that we might feel when we're going through something. So that's when I love using it. So if you want to do it, if you're going through something using that self Reiki, if you want to listen to music and just intuitively feel guided to go down the chakras or touch any area of your body, that is definitely a practice that I've used the most. That and tarot, pulling tarot cards or oracle cards. I don't know if any of you are into that. Um, you don't have to, of course, I'm a, a Deutero, so if you resonate with going to a reader, by all means, but you can get your own decks. There's free videos on YouTube just to kind of see, like, pick a card, like what message do you need to know about this certain situation or just to kind of see what you're the day. That's another thing that I do love to, to use as a practice as well, because it kind of 
helps me to, okay, get validation of like, okay, I'm on the right path, you know? So that's another thing that I also like to do, but yeah. Yeah. And this is,、uh, again, Reiki. I, I don't do it myself, but I've been to Reiki practitioners, and Erica has actually done a, a Reiki session for me, and、uh, it works. So I definitely recommend that you try this yourself,、uh, with yourself, or with someone else that is certified with this. But again, you can check out the guide that Erica created for you. It's going to be, the link is going to be available in the description of this episode. So you can just go to the link, click, read a little bit about. What the guides are, and you'll be able to access them there. And、uh, yeah, so thank you for sharing that, Erica.、Um, one more, th- one, well, a few practices or one practice that is totally easy that has worked for me and it's completely free is walkings or walks in nature. Like just being out, breathing fresh air, and also just soaking in the energy of the sun. To me, the energy of the sun is just so, it feels so good. Like, I don't know, there was a period of time in which I was just so in tune with the energy of the moon, and I was like, that's what felt good to me. But now, I don't know, the energy of the sun just feels so empowering and so uplifting. And、uh, it feels so warm, too. So I, I definitely recommend that if you don't want to buy anything or like invest in yourself, definitely try just walks in nature. If you want to meditate outside under the sun, under a tree, definitely do that. And that's going to be very supporting and very healing for whenever you're going through the process. So again, like, like I said, soul searching. Or, like, inner child healing. And one practice that I wanted to share with you, and I'm going to be reading a little bit of what I wrote in the guide. Most women struggle with loving themselves, with accepting and embracing their bodies due to ancestral trauma, societal conditioning, and unrealistic beauty standards. Personally, I hated myself, I hated my body. I actually refused to look at myself in the mirror throughout my teens because I was so ashamed and embarrassed of my physical appearance. And because of all the rejection and the self judgment, my inner child, little Miroslava, in a way, she hid in the catacombs of the underworlds. She was afraid to be seen because she believed what the adult version of herself said and thought and felt. So, In order to heal all the trauma that was cultivated in my emotional body due to my own doings, and I say this because I do feel that a lot of the times it is a choice, our choice, whether we choose to absorb what we hear, but it's very difficult to have boundaries, when, especially when we're little. So it takes a lot of work.、Um, but so, in order to heal all of this trauma within my own emotional body and the physical body as well, I tried a practice which is mirror magic. And so, I highly recommend that if you struggle with self love, that you too incorporate this into your shadow work、uh, practices and journey. And、uh, so, what is mirror magic? And now, this is only my perspective. I know that a lot of people fear mirrors because it is said that they are portals to other dimensions. I do feel that they open portals to dimensions if you use them for that purpose. And I feel that you know, you have to be very intentional and very aware of what energy you are holding when you are approaching a mirror. But I do feel that they also, they, they also open this beautiful dimension or portal into 
the inner dimension, which is our inner universe. So they give you give you access to what exists within yourself as well. And so if you choose to do this practice, again, like I said, go into it without fear of negative potentials. Go into it with the intention to see yourself fully. Now, mirror magic is a practical way for us to see beyond the outer layer. This practice allows us to dig deep through the eyes. The eyes, again, are the, are the portal, the gates to the soul. A lot of people see them this way. And um, I feel that if you focus and are intentional with this magic, you'll be able to access aspects of yourself that remain hidden in the unconscious part of your psyche or your brain. If you want to dive into this practice, I do give you step-by-step -step instructions in the guide. I'm not going to go over that here because it is very lengthy. And um, yeah, so definitely go check it out if you want to step into this practice. And yeah, I feel that... There's so much that we can do, but definitely go with what feels right to you. So whatever Erica and I are sharing in those guides are simply tools that work for us. And you can definitely take those and maybe move things around, adjust them, make changes and have them work for you. I feel that's very, it's very valid. But yeah, so Erica, anything else that you want to add before we complete this episode? Meditation. I cannot believe I did not mention meditation yet. Yeah. Because for yeah. years I have been a daily, I've actually don't meditate in the same way as I used to for a little bit now, but I've been meditating every single day for years. And it has been such an amazing thing. So I definitely recommend meditation because it really helps mm -hmm. so much. You don't have to sit in a lotus position if you don't want to. There's walking meditation. It's just any time that you're going, your focus is inward and you're not, uh, just any time that's helping you to calm yourself, to look inward, to be present. Meditation is all about presence. So being present on when you're doing the dishes or you're, whatever you're doing, right? Just being present in the moment can be seen as a form of meditation because eventually when you've gotten to such a degree within your mind where there's not much going on, it's hard to explain, but you kind of do lose like this mental chatter. There's not much going on in your mind. So you can literally spend all of your days in meditation without sitting in a lotus position, especially if you're constantly focusing on the present and what you're going through, what you're feeling, what you're, you know, dealing with or not dealing with. But yeah, meditation is, I love it. So <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. And also, which is very similar to meditation, it's well, I mean, it's it's a form of meditation, which is breath work. Yes. And with me, I find it hard to sit, <laughs> to sit down to meditate for long periods of time. So what I've been doing is like in the mornings or maybe before I go to sleep, I'll go to YouTube and I'll search for quick videos of breath work. So definitely, if you need to, if you need the body to do something while you meditate. Breathing, I feel, is a good way to keep you kind of engaged. But also, like, it, it, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but to me, it has really helped. And it's very, it fills my body, it fills me up with just new energy and, like, uh, just, it, 
I don't know, it just lifts my spirit. So I definitely recommend breathwork and you can just go again, like I said, to YouTube and there's so many people that do a lot of different practices. I often go for like five, 10 minute videos. And then before I go to sleep, there's this video that I really like and it's called um, Heart Coherence Breathing. And they this video is like 20 minutes. So before I go to sleep, I just do this breathing technique that this person shows and it's just it's really really just so good and again like i said you can use these practices the tools within the the guides that we are offering you they're completely free you don't have to pay anything for them we offer them because we feel that this is a great way for you to start diving deep within yourself to start understanding your passions and your true desires the mirror magic practice it's the inner child. It's addressing the inner child. So it's lifting up the layers of distortion, the layers of trauma and fear so that you can see the true being that lies within yourself so that you can start understanding what this child loves, what it's passionate about. And that's going to give you a hint as to what you are meant to do, what your purpose or your mission is as a being, a human within this planet. So yeah, Erica, I think that's pretty much it. That's all we have for this episode. It was a great one. It was so fun. It was cute. Indeed. Yes, yes. All right. Yeah. That's, that's, that is so perfect for two people that saw themselves performing in front of people. Yeah, We've got an audience. That. We definitely deserve this audience. Yeah. So hopefully it's not so annoying for the people that are listening to the episode, but I feel like it brings a little bit of like more of a high vibe energy into into yeah this field. it's yeah. fun yeah that's that's the word it's just it's fun we're just having fun yeah so that's gonna be it for this episode we hope you enjoyed it again we would love for you to share this uh, with anyone that you feel may need a little a little you know more perspectives or a little inspiration within their own journeys and if you love the podcast if you resonate with erica and myself definitely follow it on all podcasts platforms we're on spotify apple Podcasts, amazon music google we're everywhere so just go ahead and uh, give us a follow so that you can stay connected with us and also if you would like to leave us a five-star review we would very much appreciate that we are gonna have one more episode erica for the year that's gonna be probably in a week or two and that's gonna be us just closing this six month period that we've had with the podcast so i am so grateful and so honored to have been part of this journey and yeah so stay tuned for that one more episode we don't have uh and i uh, we have an idea of what we want to do but nothing set on stone so if you have any ideas or any topics that you would like us to discuss in that final episode definitely let us know the, the link so that you can contact us is going to be in the description again of this episode but you can also reach out to us on social media erica's uh socials are going to be there my socials so definitely stay in touch let's stay connected and erica anything else you want to add just if you get the guides i hope that you enjoy and thank you mm -hmm. thank everyone so much if you are listening to this if you have stayed to the end 
Thank you so much. We love you and appreciate you so much because we love doing this and it keeps us going. And yeah, you're appreciated. <laughs> and yeah, so we hope you enjoy this episode that you love the guides and we'll talk to you all uh, soon yeah. on the next one. Bye.